Hi, this is Danny Ryan, VP of Business Development and co-founder at Three Will. And I'm here this morning with uh, Pete Skelly. Pete Skelly is our Director of Technology for Three Will. Pete, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Danny. Uh, what we'd like to cover in this episode is a white paper that Pete had written uh, last year on what we call the new business operating system. And uh, it's really about the Microsoft Cloud, it's about Office 365, and how to create business value. Uh, what I wanted to do th is to start off with uh, maybe a little bit about what, who's the audience for this? Who, who did you write this, this uh, white paper for, Pete? So the white paper was originally um, designed to, to inform CIOs, CTOs, uh, IT pros, solution architects, any, anybody from technical buyer to decision maker to managers or solution architects about what uh, Office 365, Microsoft's on-prem services and, and uh, software, as well as uh, Azure, has to offer from a business value perspective. And across those three, sort of the CIO, CTO uh, level, how, to, how can they maximize their investment uh, in you know, building a business strategy on those products and platforms? From an IT pro uh, perspective, really learning about what that Office 365, Azure, and on-prem solutions can offer and how can they configure and control uh, that environment overall. And then from a solution architect's perspective, really looking at the, how did I take those three uh, sort of components, if you will, Office 365, my SharePoint on-premises environment, and then the Microsoft solution stack that, that exists on-prem and really enable design and delivery of custom solutions that, that add business value. Awesome, awesome. So with that being the intended audience, you know, I guess my next question would be, you know, why were you writing this? Is it, it seems like you were sort of queuing into some anxiety that you see from some customers, but you know, what, what's, what, what did you want to accomplish from writing this, this paper? I think uh, really trying to focus on uh, some of the community, some of the, the information that was out there once 20, uh, SharePoint 2013 launched uh, and very close to that same launch was Office 365's uh, launch as well. And what we started to see was folks having a bit of anxiety or uncertainty around, you know, some significant investments that were made in SharePoint uh, on premises, you know, all the way from 2003 to 2007 to 2010. Um, you know, organizations really used SharePoint, customized it, uh, and there really was some contentious arguments in the community around, well, is, is SharePoint dead? Is, you know, how am I going to get value out of SharePoint in the future, et cetera. So really wanted to focus on um, kind of putting our spin and what we really saw as a positive spin to what Office 365 and SharePoint 2013 means to our customers and kind of get some feedback from others as well. Um, from Microsoft's perspective, you know, the, the messaging that Microsoft has for mobile first, cloud first strategy, um, how does that impact us uh, as a services business? How does that impact our clients? What do, you know, the audience, uh, that kind of three levels of audience, how are they gonna make uh, decisions for their business and move forward? Do I migrate to the cloud completely? Do I, um, you know, stay on-prem? How do I integrate those environments? 
So it really was a, a, an attempt to kind of look at the combination of Office 365, SharePoint 2013, Microsoft's Azure, uh, and the cloud ecosystem as a whole, and what we term the new business operating system or the NBOS, and you know, look at how that can work into an enterprise strategy. So there's a lot of architecture options, there's some financial impacts of moving to the cloud, um, what are my customization options? So really trying to focus on uh, how do I deal with all this change? Uh, how do I you know, get value out of, quote, moving to the cloud? What is the cloud, first of all? Really kind of trying to define that and help folks understand it. Uh, and then uh, overall, look at what our view of the world is from an Office 365, Azure, and, and cloud ecosystem perspective and how we think that that, uh, that whole ecosystem can drive uh, innovation and really help enterprises uh, create collaborative solutions and how what three will call is working together better. Uh, so that's really why we put this together. It was about trying to find uh, some solutions or define some solutions and, and inform folks on what does it really mean? I've got a strategic investment in SharePoint and, yeah. and potentially Office 365, and how do I make the best of that? And That's how great. do I get value out of that? That's great. I really like how you started out the, the paper with you know, giving a, you know, providing context, sort of giving a background on what led up to where we are today. And you mentioned in here sort of like a f a four different phases uh, that you've seen with um, building these types of solutions. Uh, the first phase that you mention is the phase of creating collaboration portals. Sort of characterize that for me. Sure. So original, the original vi vision of SharePoint was, you know, uh, kind of a collaboration workspace. So um, trying to get uh, build on that kind of internet boom of everybody wants a website, every business had a website, um, and trying to get internal departments to start to use those websites for collaborative spaces. So trying to get IT staff uh, you know, to get out of the business of creating content and being involved in every little decision, give folks uh, a, a way to uh, collaborate, store documents, have a web presence. Um, so really early on, um, you know, it was a provisioning engine. Um, there's several folks, Ted Pattison included, that, that have kind of you know, indicated that that's really what SharePoint uh, shined at uh, early on, was turning uh, that provisioning engine and, and enabling IT to uh, deliver basic list management, document libraries, uh, search capabilities, and other things that were the cornerstone of SharePoint early on. Um, so that was, really was the first phase, kind of getting a collaboration portal set up for end users. And in the second phase is one where we're focusing in on customization? Yeah, the second phase really started, at least in our opinion, around somewhere around 2003 when the third-party community uh, really could start to develop uh, components for SharePoint. Um, that's about the time frame of web parts. Um, so, you know, being able to create and integrate uh, additional data inside of SharePoint, uh, it's kind of when... Uh, at least to me, that's about when I started to get involved in SharePoint um, in, a, in a former life uh, on a kind of cursory note. And you could at least, you know, mash up some data, get some web parts created. Wasn't necessarily the easiest thing. It was a bit cumbersome. Uh, 
Um, but you could at least start to do things like branding. You could start to customize and, and get some uh, web parts that actually added business value or grab different uh, portions of data. Um, and then 2007 really started to look at how do I increase that and put some uh, formal um, you know, deployment mechanisms around branding, around customization. Uh, so then you really had some things take off with uh, making you know, configuration capable, uh, you know, deployment was a, a little bit better in 2007. Um, and then 2010, uh, SharePoint 2010 really started to, to look at, um, at least to us, the, the best part of SharePoint, looking at all of the services that it provided and giving you a platform that you could build on. So we wrote a white paper for SharePoint 2010 that really looked at using SharePoint 2010 as a business platform. It gave you a huge array of services that you could jumpstart projects on and get huge value out of uh, right out of the gate and then look to kind of do that 80-20 rule of 80% could come right out of the product itself and then look for value add by customizing or delivering 20% in customization. So that customization phase really kind of came to the fore in, in 2010. Nice. And then you have the third phase is uh, moving more to today where we have folks who are looking at moving to the cloud. Tell me about that phase. Yeah, so 2010 really, uh, SharePoint 2010 really enabled some some great things. The, the server-side object model got a lot better. Uh, there were some things that started to look like web services. Um, you were enabled to kind of get data and extract data a little easier from web services. But in, in about 2012, most enterprises had grown accustomed to kind of cloud applications. So there were, uh, you know, really the dawn of those shortened release cycles. Um, Microsoft had, had kind of uh, made a release and, and kind of made some declarations with 2013, so to speak, that you, know, you started to see Office uh, 365. BPOS was, was uh, I think at that point, probably four years old, somewhere in the 2008 time space. Um, so you really started to see some of the cloud app model um, developments, and 2013 basically came out and said, you know, we're going to go to a cloud-first model where you're going to have to learn to interact with this new app model. Um, that 2013 represented and enabled you kind of to develop in a different model. Uh, so 2010 and 2007 SharePoint versions suffered from, you know, IT pros having to worry about are, you know, is a custom solution going to bring down my entire farm mm -hmm. um, because the coding pra best practices weren't followed, for example. So um, the cloud first um, model really enables you to develop uh, apps that span not just SharePoint, but start to integrate across different work streams. So if I need to access things from Outlook or Word or PowerPoint, the new app model, uh, sort of that cloud application model, really enables you to execute custom code outside of SharePoint and lets you work in that kind of out of process world, uh, that mobile first, cloud first world, and integrate across multiple um, work streams. So I can have my knowledge workers who are in Excel or Word um, have access to external systems, not just SharePoint, but additional uh, external systems like Yammer or Outlook or even third-party systems like SAP or Salesforce or others. Um, so that cloud app model um, really starts to, to drive home the point of 
you know, if if you're working with SharePoint, you're probably going to start to be off the server more and more. So, mm -hmm. um, okay. So it sounds like you know, I guess to get something clear for me, uh, the app model. This is something that's that's new to 2013, and it primarily sounds like you could you can build your apps either. I guess if you're still running on premise, you can still do what you used to do. But if it's going into Office 365, you've got to, the app model is the route in which you're going to need to go. Is that? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. yeah, so maybe it would be helpful to, to even define what the app model is That'd for those who may not understand it. Um, apps for Office and SharePoint are, are based on a new application model that they share a common approach for extending any of those applications. So SharePoint inclusive, web apps, Office apps, including Word, Excel, PowerPoint, um, it brings that value of apps um, that we kind of understand in devices to uh, applications that you would use on a daily basis. So um, I don't want to go so far as to say a, a, a write once, run anywhere version, mm -hmm. but certainly across the Microsoft stack, um, being able to have an application that you write once but is contextually aware to understand I'm running in the context of Outlook or I'm running in the context of Word or I'm in the context of a uh, ASP.NET MVC app. Um, you can write that code once and have that code actually be contextually aware of while I'm in an Outlook app, I might want to actually integrate with uh, creating an appointment or saving a document to SharePoint or if I'm inside of Word, I may want to pull information out of a database and kind of use uh, that Word document as a form or fill out a bill of materials in order to generate a contract quicker. Um, so that new app model is built on web technology. So just web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, uh, OAuth. So if you're a web developer, as far as I'm concerned, you know your world just got a whole lot bigger. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I know the web. Now I can develop applications that are Microsoft-centric as well. So if I were developing, you know, websites using, uh, you know, Python and JavaScript in the past, mm -hmm. um, that world's now open to me. It's uh, it's a pretty exciting time as far as being able to use, uh, leverage your skills if you have different skill sets. You know, don't know C sharp. Um, now you can develop, uh, truly develop, uh, really compelling applications that integrate across the Office three sixty five and and SharePoint uh, stack. So, cool. Now we're next up. We have phase four, and I want you to tell me about the future. <laughs> Will Microsoft stock go up or down since we're talking about the future? Um, oh, baby. I, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I had to, you had know, to throw that in there. <laughs> certainly, uh, you know, the past performance does not indicate future performance disclaimer. I, I mean, I don't know that. I can't claim to be a, a tarot card reader by any means, but I, I don't know. In my opinion, I think uh, the, what's the future of Office and SharePoint? Um, I really am excited about where Microsoft's headed. Um, I think if you look at some of the things uh, that thought leaders in the SharePoint space have said in the, in the recent past, uh, folks like Andrew Connell or Chris O'Brien, uh, Jeremy Thake, uh, Doug Ware, Joel Olson, I mean the list goes on and on. Uh, you didn't put my name in there though. I, I, I hadn't heard anything <laughs> that you were kind of being prescient about where Office was headed, so you're not on that list. Um, 
the, those folks and, and many others have kind of given their opinion on, okay, what, what's the pros and cons of this uh, new app model? You know, uh, I tend to take a pragmatic approach, especially with our clients where they're enterprise clients. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't like speaking in absolutes, classic uh, kind of uh, consultant answer, but um, you've got customers that have significant investments in on-prem and... Uh, you know, SharePoint, Office, you've got knowledge workers that they just know how Office works, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, um, that combination of how much enterprises have invested in SharePoint and Office, how much uh, productivity and efficiency already exists from existing tools, um, I think the app model really presents a, a huge uh, opportunity for uh, businesses to create value and get value out of what their knowledge workers do and the way that their co- the consumer world is kind of um, combining with what businesses do on a regular basis. So everybody has a laptop, right? Everybody has more than likely a consumer device. And to me, this is just a, a perfect marriage of how can I get uh, the same application, uh, not necessarily the same interface, but the same application or functionality that I might have on a laptop uh, running Windows 8 and my iPhone. So if I'm you know, approving a, a, uh, an invoice or I'm trying to log into an HR system on my laptop, the UI might be different, but now I have the ability to create applications that have value that can span an iOS device, an Android device, a Windows device, and give folks that kind of um, you know uh, consistent look and feel, uh, the ability to kind of integrate across all those apps. So the app model to me really is is a is a huge uh, architectural shot in the arm to creating those kind of stable, performant, scalable solutions. Um, yes, it comes with a lot of change. So are you going to be able to write kind of that siloed SharePoint app and take advantage of just what SharePoint gives you? No, you're going to have to learn some new things. You're probably going to have to integrate with Azure. Um, you're probably going to have to learn to write resilient applications that can withstand uh, a network outage, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably going to have to learn a little bit about browser uh, you know, features like local storage or session storage. You're going to have to learn a bit, little bit more about uh, architecture and, and um, security, but um, you know, someone at, at Three Will, Sean Hester, um, commented that SharePoint was stuck in this kind of evolutionary backwater um, for years. So if you look back at, at the kind of timeline of SharePoint, um, some great things happened across uh, that time frame from 2003 to 2013. Things like Ruby on Rails, things like the uh, you know kind of introduction explosion of Node.js apps, uh, things like MongoDB, all those types of things. And SharePoint kind of just even ASP.NET MVC came out in that time frame, and SharePoint didn't take advantage of it. So if you look at SharePoint, it's kind of stuck in this evolutionary backwater of kind of bolting things on as it could. And I think, in our opinion, being able to kind of ex- jump out of that, use the app model. Um, not only did the pool of development opportunities increase, but the capabilities at your fingertips, kind of de- designing the right solution for the right problem, mm-hmm. um, you know, it becomes a whole lot easier. So the future of development to me isn't just, um, do I write a SharePoint app or am I a SharePoint developer? To me, I think it becomes, 
I'm an office developer, or I'm a productivity develop, developer, or in our case for for three wheel, I mean, our core uh, strength is collaborative applications. You know, integrating uh, multiple co- collaboration uh, tools, mm-hmm. and so that really lets us kind of look at the services. And in my opinion, what Microsoft's doing with Office three sixty five is delivering all those component services of SharePoint, and, and it's nothing new, Microsoft says this, but they're delivering those services um, that you can consume, you know, things like uh, the Office Graph, or SharePoint Search, or uh, Outlook, uh, calendaring, task management. Um, but then you can combine those in unique ways with, you know, business-specific uh, workflows or other third-party tools. So I think the future of Office development, and I say Office development, not SharePoint development yeah. anymore, Specifically, so that um, you can kind of look at what's that new business operating system, the combination of Office 365, SharePoint on-prem, search, uh, you know, mobility, uh, integration with other systems. Um, it's really about composable, scalable, elastic, uh, location transparent infrastructure that kind of lets you build cross-platform integration um, that benefits your enterprise. It's awesome. Yeah, I think I, it's funny because I, I think I got a taste of this this week. I um, wrote a blog post on the, the Salesforce app for Outlook, and uh, part of it was the time that I realized, you know, I can use this and you know, on my iPhone, I can mm-hmm. use this... Uh, on my Windows, I, you can see my setup here. I've got uh, both uh, a Windows laptop and a Mac. I can, I can use it within Outlook for the Mac. I can use it, and all, you know, it, it's just sort of clicked for me. It's like that's what you know. That's what I want to have is I want to write it once, and I want it to be able to use that across platforms. And I think Microsoft's really is getting that, and uh, it's going to be a real exciting time to write apps for this. And, uh, well, we're about up to time. I really appreciate you, you getting us kicked off here. We're sharing more about the, the white paper. We'll have some, uh, some more episodes here where we'll go through the details of the white paper and uh, definitely invite everybody to uh, download it off of the three-wheel site. Just go into the resources section and you, uh, the white paper is available there. It's also available on SlideShare at slideshare.com slash three-wheel. And, uh, Pete, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you doing this. No, thanks for asking me, Danny. Yeah, you betcha. Thanks, everybody, for listening.